When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thank you to our sponsors, the Wall Street Memes Casino, with over 5,000 custom games to choose from. Enjoy live dealers and in-play sports betting, from football to esports. Get a 200% sign-up bonus on your initial deposit up to $25,000. Use code IFLTV24. Deposit now by visiting Wall Street Memes Casino today. 18 plus only, please gamble responsibly. Welcome to episode 33 of Talk Smart with Pew and McCart. I'm Andrew McCart, that is young Joe Pew over there. Joe, busy weekend for fights. We had two shows down in London, one at the Indigo, one at uh, Copper Box. Copper Box, yes. yes. And so busy, busy weekend. A lot of noise with the Boazzi and Yard going on, a lot of noise with Tank and Ben, a lot of noise with Garcia and Haney, so there's a lot, a lot to talk about, but I think we should really take the first five minutes of this show to really, really delve in deep, right? I really want to delve in deep with this, because you were at the game today, you were at West Ham and Arsenal, and I really, really want to delve in really deep to this, right? And let's discuss West Ham, Arsenal for the next five minutes. No, I'll I'll rage quit the Zoom call, mate. I'll rage quit the Zoom call. Um, Yeah. Yeah, listen. Uh, let's just say the boxing this weekend was a lot, lot better than the football. I would just say six nil Arsenal. That's all we're saying. We'll end it there. Yeah. Um, like I said, it was a busy, busy weekend there, Joe. Of of fights. I think you were at the Copper Box last night, wasn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah mate. Um, it was I, a really good weekend. I tell you what, man. That Copper Box show. I would, again, I was doing my thing. I was clicking through the 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 fights last night from the zone onto TNT and doing what I can while I'm just sitting there having a great Saturday night. And the takeaways I got from, from the Copper Box show was Sam Nook's animal. Absolute, absolute freak of nature, Sam Nook. Yep. Hamza Shiraz, freak of nature. I mean, nobody does that to Liam Williams. Maybe Liam Williams is on his way out. Maybe he's a, he's a veteran of the sport now. Maybe Hamza Shiraz got him at the right time. Uh, but still, you can't take nothing away from Hamza Shiraz because nobody has done that to Liam Williams. Nobody. Mm. Um it was just an absolute phenomenal performance, sorry. And then obviously Anthony Yard and all the young guys coming through on the card. I mean, it seemed like a very, it was a busy show, but a very, very exciting show at the same time. Yeah, it was really exciting. Um, start off just going by the main fights because there was a lot of fights on the card, but um, kicked off with Masood Abdullah versus Kez Ashtrak. Uh, absolutely phenomenal performance for Masood Abdullah, Abdullah, who's really 
kind of put himself on the map now after that win against Mark Leach mm. and now coming into it against Kez Ashfak. And he is so confident and really badly wants the Nathaniel Collins fight. Um, mm-hmm. that he's calling for it he, for a long time now. So I, I, I'd love to see that fight for the British and Commonwealth title. Um, yeah, so I think that has to be made. It's it's easy to make as well, both under the same banner. So Masood Abdullah, Nathaniel Collins, and then we'll go, as you said, Sam Noach, mate. With Louis Sylvester, as a lot was spoken about in the build-up with he can dance and move. And he said, look, I will catch him. And he caught him to them body shots. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. But cool, calm, calculated. And that's where the best power comes. And he really did show that on Saturday night. Anthony Yard done what Anthony Yard does. Yeah. Best, perfect setup for the Boatsy fight. I know Boatsy was there. Hopefully, we can get that. And then, as you say, Hamza Shiraz just... That jab, that jab is one of the best jabs in boxing right now. We didn't see much of it because the fight only went around, which I was really, really shocked about. Liam Williams, he said in the build-up to this, look, I'm only 31, my punch, punch resistance hasn't gone. Well, maybe we saw there that it might have started going now. Um, but yeah, Liam Williams never been stopped apart from the Liam Smith fight, which was only on a cut. Mm-hmm. So he's never actually been knocked out. and never... So... Yeah, and Hamza done that, and now he's just absolutely kind of announced himself as one of the biggest kind of... He announced himself in that middleweight mix where you can be talking about the Eubanks. He said he'll take that British title fight against Nathan Heaney if the fight makes sense. The matchroom 5v5 against Samo Williams, that's an Mm -hmm. absolutely great fight if it can be made. But yeah, really, really good night of boxing. Uh, some great prospects on there. Umar Khan, Tommy Fletcher, Junior Aloys, um, Billy Adams, Charlie Hickford, Sam King and Carol Otoma. I think that is all of them. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, very entertaining fight uh, and very, very entertaining fight night. Really all round from Frank Warren. The thing is, well, going on the hands of Shiraz, right? I spoke to him maybe four weeks out from this fight. I think it was beginning of January over a Zoom call when he was out in America. And yeah. the, the fact that he took himself out to America, right? Now, that the, the, the gym culture and the sparring culture out in America is just different in the UK. I mean, there's no pleasantries, really. There's not like, what's happening? Yeah, you have a good weekend. It's business. And they go in there, they trash mm-hmm. talk, they hurt each other. And sometimes the culture in Britain, when you get like guys going from different gyms, I don't know, let's say Jamie Moore goes to Ben Davidson, Ben Davidson, the, 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 the fighters are friendly. Do you mm-hmm. know? But the culture in America, what I've seen from my time being out there in 2021, uh, 2019 and two, uh, 2021, sorry, um, is the culture's different. When I was in watching Devin Haney spar, there was no pleasantries when the sparring partners came in. There was none of that. When I went to uh, the top-ranked gym and seen guys like Vasquez and all these guys spar, um, it's, it's a totally different culture out there. And Hamza Shiraz is out there, took himself away from his, his comfort zone, away from London, all the way to the west coast of the US, uh, yeah. and getting in with some of the toughest guys out there that they've got on that side of the of the United States and fair play to him. And when you look at the middleweight division, right, Jamel Charlo was, what, 166 in his last fight against Benavidez Jr. Says to me that he ain't getting down to 160 again. He's more likely going to try and get to uh, 168, go up to super middleweight. And um, you've yeah. got uh, Yanabek, Alam Kanuli, Alam Kanuli, right? You've got him, you've got Amo Williams, who's ranked very highly as well. So that middleweight division is wide open. And obviously you've got Smith and, and Chris Eubank Jr. here in the UK, but whether he gets a shot at them too, that's 
that's yet to be seen. But to win for him to get a world title, I think he's in the right division right now because that is blown wide open that one sixty pound division in terms of getting a, a crack at a world title. Yeah, um, completely agree. I think there's a few options you can go down. We know uh, Queensbury have always had a great relationship with top rank, so that Yanabek fight could happen. Um, Nathan Heaney, obviously he's fighting Brad Pauls, and mm-hmm. I know Nathan wants the huge fight at Stoke, and it could potentially be Shiraz. Mm-hmm. Or, as we said, Amo Williams, it does make sense, because as we've heard this week from Eddie Hearn especially about how this 5v5 is going to be set out by um, Frank choosing two, Eddie choosing two and his excellency choosing the other one. I'm pretty sure, certain Frank would want to choose Hansa Shiraz as his middleweight mm. and because Amo, he'll want to get that win. I tell you what, Hamza Shiraz against Samuel Williams <clears throat> is a great fight. Great fight. Shiraz really can, good fight. Shiraz can clearly bang. Look at his record. Amo Williams can clearly bang. Look at his record. Um, Southpaw, Amo Williams as well. You know what I mean? So it's a, that is a fight that really excites me. I think that's, that's that the, for me, if I was Frank or Eddie, that's the one I would go for. That's probably top. That's up there along with Yard, Cam Smith. But it looks like Yard but, uh, Boazzi seems to be the the fight that we're all clamoring, clamoring for. Mm. And I guess we're going to talk about that in, in due course. But yeah, it's, uh, again... That's, that 5 v is going to be very interesting when it does happen. I'm sure this, when we get on this podcast, we'll try and get somebody as a guest that's on that 5 v to discuss it yes, all. Yes, definitely. That would definitely be a, a good shout. But should we do a segue over to the, the Indigo O2? Um, yeah. I don't know what you got You got to saw because you had, a, you had a busy day uploading. You had a busy day watching West Ham today. <laughs> I'm going to mention it again. You had a busy day watching West Ham against Arsenal. So I don't know what you saw of the, of the, the Indigo show. Um, but... If if you saw the the Liam Dillon and uh, Reese Bellotti fight, I tell you what, I would. It was four. I think it was going to the fifth round when William Shiraz started, right? So okay. I flipped right over to uh, Shiraz Williams to have a quick look at the, see the fight. Knocked down by Shiraz. I thought, let me watch it. Watched it. End of the first round. I flipped it right back over to. So I hardly missed anything from the Bellotti fight. So in that sense, you know what I mean. I got to see the whole fight almost, and I tell you what. What a scrap that was. And what do I say every time I'm on this show about that British title? Yeah, I, I thought of you, to be honest, mate. I thought of you when I watched it. Uh, I always say that that British... I don't know what it does to British fighters, but fighting for that British title just seems... British title just seems to bring out the best in every single fighter that fights for it. And we get the best out of them. We get the best performances. Liam Dillon is made of granite. I mean, yeah. Bellotti... Some of them shots that Bellotti hit him with... Put, 90% of his opponents down. Easily. And Dylan was just smiling back at him or giving that grimace. Do you know what I mean? And was just kept on coming back and fair play to him because Darren Barker and uh, and was was saying on, on comms as well that you're 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 praising two people here. When Bellotti was landing this right uppercut left hook combo, you're praising him because he landed it sweet, but then you're also praising Dylan because Liam Dillon was just going up, ah, shaking it off and coming forward. Yeah. It was just a, it was just an amazing, amazing fight. And the fact that we got Boazzi Aziz last week as well. I mean, it just that British title, I love it. I love it. I don't class him as you, you know me, I'm I'm a I'm a proud jock, but it's I don't know, that just fighting for that that title, just I, I don't care who what your name is. If I don't know who you are, right? I don't know you're fighting for that British title, I'm tuning in. It's just it just it just brings yeah. up the best. Like I said, I don't know what you saw of the fight, and if you did, uh, what did you make of it? 
Yeah, no, I've watched all the highlights and I'm I'm up to about round five um because I, I wanted to rewatch it just because I've heard it and then obviously the relight uh, highlights and it just looks absolutely a war and just yeah, I just loved the first p- punch of the fight that was actually landed was a sickening body shot from Reese Belotti mm. and you just, just think, he comes straight forward on the chest that Liam Dillon and it's just yeah I'm just absolutely pleased for Reese Belotti though. If mm. you thought two years ago that he'd be in this situation headlining a card that will be next gen winning the British title, you, you would never have believed you. So he's built himself up. He's had some really, really good wins. And now he's got what he's always wanted, the British title. So, yeah, absolutely well pleased for uh, Reese Belotti. And uh, undercard, did you get catch the undercard of that one, mate? I did, yeah. I got, I got the the full undercard. But I just want to say something. You said you're pleased for this party, and I just want to stay on that just for a quick second here, Joe. The fact that that man lost three back-to-back uh, fights, yeah, in um, 2019, 2020, and 2021, and that that two-year span, he lost three fights back-to-back. Uh, he lost to Jordan Gill, then got stopped by Ray Savage, Ray Ford, who's fighting for a world title in the third or fourth round, I believe it was. <clears throat> right, and so three back-to-back defeats. You're thinking a fighter as a fighter, and nowadays the culture of boxing nowadays, it's always that winner stays on. If you've got a loss on your record, you're right back down at the bottom of the snakes and ladders game that we call. Like we say, and the fact that he managed in four fights to get back on that that snakes and ladder board and kept on rolling that dice and kept on climbing them ladders and he got right to the top and got that British title, like you said, that he wanted so badly after the uh, Ryan Walsh fight loss. Uh, so very, very happy for him. And uh, Liam Dillon as well, a scaffolder by day, fighter by night. Um, he won the British title against Akib Fiaz. So fair play to him as well. It takes two to dance. Fair play to both fighters. Uh, yeah, I caught I caught the undercard, mate. Cameron Vong, um, great performance, showing glimpses glimpses of how spiteful he can be. You know what I mean? He, he, he's a he, he. If he really wanted to step on the gas and go into that fifth gear, I think he can do some very damage in that. But I think he's enjoying himself his pro career so far. He's had four mm. fights in four months. So I think he's 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 more like I still kind of showboating, but you can see the spitefulness in him. And he. he He's got that about him. He's got that attitude about him, and I, and I like it. And it, especially when Jordan Flynn got in that ring with him, I don't know if you saw that, Joe. Uh, Jordan yep. Flynn got in and he shoved him. There was meant to be a head to head. Obviously, that got blown out of the water because of the pushing and shoving. And then Cameron Bong just exited stage left. Um, couldn't be bothered really. But I tell you what, what a fight that is for only what his fifth fight pro fight for Cameron Bong, such a young age against Jordan Flynn. I mean, wow. Yeah, great fight. Really looking forward to that one. I think that's on the undercard of Gil and Barrett in Manchester. Um, yeah, I like this. A little bit of spite, a little bit of tension between people who's young in their career. And you've got to kind of applaud them for taking the fight because they don't need to take the fight so early. And I'm sure whoever does lose that night will, like Rich Bellotti, build himself back up and still have a great career. And I think he's starting to change. I feel like the tide is starting to turn and you're not defined by the losses on your record anymore. I think we're seeing it a bit more now. Mm. Um, but yeah, Cameron Wong, I see what you mean. There's there's moments there when you can really see if he wants to click the switch, he, I think he mm. will turn a bit nasty. Um, Boris Crichton, the Craig Richards, I think was just a little bit too much for him, wasn't he, Andy? Yeah, I think so. You've got to get credit to both men. I mean, Craig Richards, 19 months out of the ring, new training team in, in Shane McGuigan. But as I said, you know me, I've, Boris is a very, very good friend, friend of mm. mine. I've known Boris for, since the amateurs. Um, he keeps on taking these fights. Listen, you've got to take these opportunities when they come. You have yeah. to. I understand that. But he took the Lyndon Arthur fight on like 
less than 48 hours notice. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And he took the, was it the Callum Simpson fight on a couple of weeks notice? Then he took this fight against Craig Richards on a week's notice, or a couple of weeks, just 10 days notice as well. So he keeps on taking these fights on very, very short notice. Um, or was the Cam Simpson fight? I can't quite remember. He took another fight anyway on short notice. Um, but I, I think that if he had a good camp and he wasn't busy with his, his, his stuff outside of the gym and he's, he's fully focused, Boris really can be a threat in the super middleweight division because he, he's fought at light heavyweight against Lyndon Arthur and, and Craig Richards. So I think that if he gave him a camp, Build him up again. I think Ian Wilson with St Andrews Sporting Club up here in Scotland, they'll they'll do that. He'll get a win, another win on this record. He'll be another show up here. Um, but I'll go give him a shout out, Boris. Man, he's a tough man. Doesn't say no to anybody. When the call comes, he says yes. He stays ready. He's one of the fighters. He's the he's the backbone of the sport because you need more fighters like Boris. Because Craig Richards needs a dance partner. Craig Richards went Bill Browns with Bevel in a close fight. Do you know what I mean? He wants to build momentum. He doesn't want a journeyman. He doesn't want somebody that's going to turtle up and there's this let him hit him for like 12 rounds. He wants somebody with ambition that's going to try and come. And tell you what, Boris hit him a couple of good shots as well. Uh, but Craig Richards is a very, very, very good fighter. And 19 months out of the ring with a new training team to do that to, to, to Boris Crichton. I mean, he is definitely, definitely a threat. And that light heavyweight division as well. I mean, look at it. We're going to talk about Yard and, and Bowatsi. We just had Bowatsi and Aziz last week. And then we're going to get the undisputed with Bertabiev and Bevel, I mean, that light heavyweight division is booming right now. Try to sprinkle a little bit of Cam Smith in there as well. I mean, right now it's 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 on fire. And I, I cannot wait for Craig Richards to get another fight and get in the mix. Yeah, um, that segues us perfectly onto these few fights that we, I think we're going to finish on by speaking about today. Mm. We'll start off with Boatsy. And Anthony Yard, Joshua Boatsy turns up to the copper box to see Anthony Yard uh, stop his opponent in three rounds. And mm. over the past, what, five, four years, I think we've know, all known that domestically the light heavyweight division has been on fire. But we've only seen a few fights. We've seen Yard and Arthur twice. We've mm. now seen Boatsy Aziz only last week. And we see Boatsy Richards. Um, but mm. I feel like we could have seen a lot more mm-hmm. and hopefully now we're going to get the opportunity to see them no matter what kind of little round robin it is or who fighting who, who takes the opportunities. Are there going to be vacant world titles in mm. kind of by the end of the year? It could be because if this June 1st fight happens, they may relinquish the titles. And then by the end of the year, there could be some vacant titles. So you've got to position yourself well at the minute, but you've also got to take the big domestic fights and Boatsy. And Anthony Yard has to be up there. Has to be up there as one of the most salivating fights from a British perspective, doesn't it? Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. We just got to look at the what Aziz and Boatsy did for us in terms of putting on a performance and, and thrilling the fans, not just watching on TV, but the, the fans in the arena as well. Um, Anthony Yard, the way he comes, the way he fights as well, and the way Boatsy fights, I think they're going to jail quite well. I think they're both going to clock each other. They're both going to ring each other's bell. It's going to be one of them fights where it's just going to be who bites down the gum shield the hardest and who wants to who wants it more. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a great, great fight for British boxing. And the fact that these cross-promotions and cross-networks, that they're working together now. They're starting to listen to the fans and boxing in general. If you want boxing to thrive and you want boxing to be the top sport in the world that it can be because there's no sport has the drama that we have 
like knock the knockdowns in ten seconds to go, and you just go back to Lee Wood and Colin. That sort of drama that that the, the big nights come, and obviously Joshua against Ruiz. That that shock that that happened that night. Do you know what I mean? It's just an Ngannou performance against Josh uh, Tyson Fury. You don't no no other sport gives you that that moment. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you're doing, you put your hands on your head. And if you want the sport to thrive and be the best sport in the world, these promoters and networks, listen, you, you know now it can work if you just work together. You can all make money. Do you know what I mean? It's proved it, we've shown it now. And the fact that Boazzi showed up to the club box, it's not his promotion, was ringside to witness it, went into the post-fight interview, says, listen, if I didn't want this fight, I would have stayed home. The fact that I've came to the copper box, I'm sitting right here beside Anthony Yard, I've praised him. Uh, the fight's been marinating for four years. It's it's overcooked. In my my my, my estimation, I think it should have been it should have happened already, but it hasn't, but we're getting it. And I think we will get it, and I think it's going to be a fight for one of the one of the classics uh, in in between two two British fighters, and I, I can't cannot wait for it. Yep, echo those words, and hopefully we do get it soon. Now, Andy, if I'd have said to you at the start of the year, name me five opponents that we think Conor Ben will be in with in twenty twenty four, would Javonta Tank Davies have been in there? Come on, you got to be honest now. Mm, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. I would have kept. I would have said quite a few British fighters. I probably would have said it's a wild like, fight. I, it's a wild. Fight that could be happening. Listen, it, 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 you know what? I like it, man. I really, really like it. Um, I think Con, the fact that Javonte Davis, right? He's, 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 he's got a high knockout ratio, but I think he throws the least amount of punches of any active boxer in a round. I think his average is like, don't quote me on this, man, but seventeen or twenty-seven. I can't quite remember. He throws seventeen punches around. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't really throw a lot of punches, but when he when he when he throws and he lands, you're snoring. Excuse me, I got a little bit of steak went down the back of my throat there. Um, uh, you're, you're sleeping after that. Do you know what I mean? So he, the Giovanni's one of them fighters that he downloads information. He lets you have a shot. Lets you have a shot. You just look at the the Leo Santa Cruz knockdown. Leo Santa Cruz threw a right hand, hit him with it. Threw a second one, he blocked it. And your Giovanni Davis was like, throw yeah. it again, throw it again, I dare throw you. Throw it again. Santa Cruz threw Take it again, slipped, boom, came up with that uppercut. So he downloads that information and he's like, ah, listen, and Conor Ben, okay, he, he obviously a big, he's going to be a lot bigger than Giovanni Davis. That's that, that that's a given. But I think Giovanni, for him to maybe get pushed back and be, be bullied, it's going to be against somebody like Conor Ben. Conor Ben can whack. He's got speed. He's got punch selection. He's got va- variation on his shots, whether it's a lead hook, right uppercut, big right hand, one, two. You know what I mean? Conor does have the variation in his shots to hurt somebody. And uh, I like that fight, Joe. I don't know what you think, but I really, really like that fight. It's very, it's, again, it's very left field. I weren't expecting it. It took me yeah. a little bit by surprise. We know... Connor's never back away from a fight, calls out everybody, as do they, because of Connor's name and Connor's everybody wants Connor's head really. But mm. when you do break it down, you look to far more experienced, far more accomplished, absolute elite operator, proven is Javonta Davis. But mm. when you put in the size and the style of tank, because we know the power, can he carry that power up one four seven? A big one four seven now because mm. Connor's fought at one five four, and I think for both of his comeback fights now. So, and don't forget, he's been preparing 
for the past 18 months for a 160 fighter in Chris Eubank Jr. So he's been taking heavy, heavy shots from heavier, heavier people than Davis. And if he can come through that and kind of disrespect his power, and it, it makes a really interesting fight. And mm. yeah, weren't expecting it, but I will take it with both hands. And what a build-up it will be. Definitely. And you, you, after that, uh, Peter Dobson fight, was it last weekend? Yeah, yeah. it was last weekend. Um, you, you go on Twitter, and it seemed like everybody wanted a piece of Conor Ben. Earl Spence. Exactly. Earl Spence, Javonte Davis, Josh Kelly, Michael McKinson. Um, I'm probably missing some doubt, but maybe somebody else was 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 giving it to Conor Ben. It seems like everybody wants a piece of Conor Ben. And, well, listen, Ben's got the name. Do you know what I mean? Devin Haney as well. Devin Haney had a pop at him as well. So that was five fighters there at the top of the, their game having a want a crack at uh, Conor Ben. So Conor, if he keeps on winning, there's big fight after big fight after big fight after big fight after big fight if he wants it. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't have to look for nobody. It seems like they all want him. I mean, you, just, you just need to go on Twitter. Um, but yeah, you said it was a left field fight. Wouldn't have said this in the beginning of 2024 if this was going to happen. Eddie Hearns made a what? An eight-figure um, offer. To Javonte Davis between ten and fifteen million. Um, I don't know what Javonte Davis earns in terms of his purse going into um, his last couple of fights. I don't know what he's earned, but listen, I, you can't say no to that. Surely, surely to France, it's a great fight for the France, uh, for the France, for the fans. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a it's one I'm looking forward to. It, but it does get does happen, and like I said. These fights are getting made, Joe, so I'm confident it's going to get made. Um, but a fight that we don't need to worry about being made is uh, Ryan Garcia and Devin Haney. I'm pretty sure you've seen the little shoving a pool, little pushing a shove going on yeah. and all that, and Bill Haney getting involved. Uh, you know what? I like Devin Haney in, in the sense that he signed a promotional deal to go over to Australia twice to get a crack at that uh, those titles. Do you know what I mean? Then he fought Lomachenko. He was calling out Lomachenko. Whether he won that fight or didn't win the fight, do you know what I mean? That's another discussion. Then he went up away to, to fight uh, a, a monster in Regis Progre um, and Ryan Garcia. And that. You know what I mean? At least, least, the, least the kid wants to fight. Do you know what I mean? And he wants to make the big fights. Um, so fair play to, to Devin Haney. Ryan Garcia, was he exposed by Javonte Davis? Left hook heavy. When you just keep throwing that left hook thinking it's going to land. Um is he, has he been exposed, exposed? Has he changed his game? I think he's working with Derek James now. Is that right? Is he still working with Derek James? I've not seen any. Other, I think he's still with Derek James. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so I don't know if, what Derek James has. He's changed any of his game to set that left hook instead of leading with it to bring it round off off a one two left hook or bring it off the right hand. And you know, it's it's again, it's intriguing to see what Ryan Garcia comes on April 12th, I believe it is. I'm, I'm, my head's a bubble, man. I can't remember the dates. I think it's April 21st. 12th, 20th, I can't even remember. It's April, it's April, it's April anyway. I'm right about the month. I know yeah. that for a fact. But yeah, it's, it's interesting to see what Brian Garcia turns up because Devin Haney's going to go in this fight the, the heavy favour, I, be, I believe. Um, but again, another fight that I'm looking forward to and another fight that I can't wait to see. And if the boxing keeps doing this, we're going to have a great run going into the summer as well. So Joe, Garcia, Haney, what's your thoughts? No, I love this fight. I really do because, um, as you say, was Ryan Garcia exposed by Tank Davis or is it the style and the power of Tank Davis? Because Tank and Haney are very, very different. Mm. And can Ryan cope with Haney's movement, Haney's style, 
in a more advanced way. We we, we ain't gonna we will be finding out very shortly. And mm. I, I love the history there. Six fights as uh, amateurs. I think they've got three apiece. So best of seven that we got in the decider. And um, yeah, really really good fight. And I like the spite between them. You always expect it with Bill Haney, where Devin's quite mm. a cool, calm, collected guy. Bill brings it, which I love. Ryan Garcia is a, a, a global superstar. Mm. And I'm hoping, as Ryan Garcia and Tank did in April last year, it can reach the numbers and reach the pay-per-view and reach the eyeballs of the amount of fans as it did with this fight. Because mm. full respect to both guys. Ryan Garcia, he has uh, his fight against Oscar Duarte and then comes in and be like, yes, give me a pound-for-pound start. He, he's not taking any steps back. Absolutely love the mentality from Ryan Garcia. And nobody, absolutely nobody, can question the resume of Devin Haney in such a, a small amount of time. He's really just come up. I remember when he signed the matchroom. Bro, mm-hmm. he come over to the UK. He's got some... He got, all the experience under his belt, then went and done his thing, become undisputed. Now come back to Matchroom, went up in weight against Prograde, like you said, and now we're seeing a super fight. I think this will be a super fight by the time it comes around, so I absolutely can't wait for it. Mm, definitely. Well, Joel, it's a, a quiet week next week. We were meant to get the undisputed fight between uh, Tyson and Usyk, but obviously Tyson um, suffering that cut in sparring. It's been pushed back to May. Um, so you've got to wait three more months before you get to experience that fight night, mate. I'm gutted for you, but I'm not gutted for you, if that makes sense. <laughs> I'll get it, mate. I, I do get it, mate. Yeah, I, yeah, I think we're all gutted that uh, it's a blank week next week because I think everyone, no one was going to go against the Undisputed, so there isn't much boxing next week. But I'm sure there will be some stories arising. Maybe uh, Carl Froch and uh, John Fury might go back at it and we can talk about that next I'm sure there will. I'm sure there'll be an announcement or something's going to happen. Listen, that's a good thing about the sport, Joe. There's never a dull day. Never a dull day, mate, especially as a West Ham fan. Well, listen, so, uh, I think you keep your chin uh, up. We'll like, you keep your chin up, young man, all right? Every dog has their day. Listen, David Moyes will we'll, 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 we'll pull it back. Don't you worry about that. Listen, enjoy the rest of your Sunday if you can. Um, don't worry about the result today. Monday morning's a new day. Remember that, okay? And I... <laughs> As in, have you spoke to Coogan yet? No, I've blocked him. Let's <laughs> <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Always a pleasure to speak to you, young man. And uh, I'll catch up with you soon, mate. Excellent. Cheers, guys. See you later. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.